I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode is really cool. There's a gentleman who follows us on Instagram, listens on YouTube. His name's Mike, and he's from France. And I had started following his Instagram page and checking out all these really cool Cummins trucks that he has. And there's low mileage one, there's manual trucks, there's common rails, second gens, lots of other vehicles. And I wanted to know, how did he become a Cummins enthusiast? And then how did he, how does he find these trucks in Europe? And usually when we think of diesel performance, we think of the US or Canada. But I really wanted to highlight that there are diesel fans in Europe. There are people who are incredibly passionate about them. There are people who love to restore, fix, do performance upgrades. So he's going to join us, tell us how he got into them, some of his favorite trucks that he's had, his thoughts on diesel performance, and you know how he gets the parts, which is it's really cool how he gets parts to maintain and, and upgrade the truck. So it's going to be a fun podcast. Before we get to it, I want to encourage everyone out there right now, go to our discord you're going to find a link in the description below if you're watching on youtube or if you go to our instagram page click the link in our bio you can join and discord is a way that you can engage with us and other podcast fans for free and we we wanted to have a platform where our hardcore fans people who listen every week are doing upgrades on their trucks who have listened to you know us and our guests for you know really long time are passionate about the show wanted a place we could all get together and chat. So I'm always on there chatting with people. There's a lot of cool builds that are being posted up. I just saw one you know, the other day with a silver 12 valve. And I'm really excited to hear what, what's been done to the truck. Looks like it's had um, a complete paint job. There's some engine work going on. We have great discussions about emissions on performance, pre-2007 trucks, recipes for builds. Right now, we're doing a poll where I want to hear from you guys if we have a company on to talk about a 650 horsepower build, something to tow with, something to daily drive, but also if you want to take to an event or a dyno day or something like that, you can have some fun with. And I want to know, do you want to hear it about a Cummins Duramax or Power Stroke? That's something you can join. You can, you can influence the show. You can influence what we're talking about, who we're talking with, and getting the information that you want. Like I said, go right now. Just click the link down below if you're watching on YouTube or go to Instagram, search Deuce Podcast. Click the link in our bio. You'll find it. The other thing we've done recently is we've started a Patreon and Patreon is a way for fans of podcasts or lots of different things to be able to directly support and directly interact, um, you know, with a show or, or, or with someone. And of all the, the diesel specific podcasts and shows that may be out there, we're the only independent one. And it's, it's, it's how we started. And, you know, we started very humbly and just wanted to, you know, do something different. But what that's allowed us to do is have guests, have topics on, be able to talk about things that don't pertain to our day jobs, which if, you know, you're going to do a podcast as your day job because a media group tells you you need to cover this topic or your boss says, hey, we got to sell some of these parts, talk about it for 45 minutes or an hour or two hours, whatever it is, it directly affects the content. And yes, we talk about parts. Yes, we talk about builds. We talk about competition, but there's a lot of things we cover that you don't hear anywhere else because we're not trying to sell you a part. And quite frankly, those topics aren't going to sell a part. And that's really what, what I get really passionate about is learning. You know, what do these guys do for business? How do they get started? How do they handle, how do they handle growth? How do they overcome, you know, personal issues and, 
you know, health issues, business issues, industry issues, and still continue to build trucks, maintain them, service them, do all the great things that they do. What about your favorite racer? What inspired him? How hard is it for him to be able to balance racing with his family, with, with his job and be able to go out there, you know, weekend after weekend after weekend, pushing the envelope with his truck. And so Patreon's a way that you can support us. You also get access to things no one else gets, whether they're on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else. You can have your truck part of the cover, um, our podcast cover. So each month we're going to rotate that out with you know someone who's a Patreon. If you want to be a co-producer for the podcast, you can do that as well. And then early access to videos. I know for me, if I really am into a show, really into something, I don't want to wait. I want to hear it as soon as I can. I like that. And so that's a, a benefit or a perk that you get as a Patreon. If you want to join, just go to the link in our bio on Instagram or our link on YouTube in the description. You can join right up. It's cheap. It's, it's as low as $3 a month. And you know, from there, it goes on up depending on things you may or may not want. So we want to thank those people who have joined already. You guys are firing us up, inspiring us, helping us keep doing what we're doing as an independent podcast covering diesel. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Mike and chatting about Cummins performance and enthusiasts in Europe. Mike, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm really excited to be able to chat with you today. And, and you know, first, I appreciate your support that you've given us on YouTube and, and social media and the feedback you know, on episodes. And, and I remember one day I was on Instagram and I, I clicked on your page and I saw that you have you know, these really cool diesel trucks and you have a YouTube channel and these different things. And I, I saw you lived in France and it it really got me interested because there's you know, people all over the world that are interested in whether it's a Cummins, Duramax, or Power Stroke. And I thought this would really be interesting to chat with you, learn about your passion for diesel, and you know how how it grew into you know a hobby and a, and a business for you. So I appreciate your time, you know, chatting with me today, and look forward to our our podcast. Hello, Patrick, and thanks for having me on the podcast. And yes, I start uh, really early uh, with trucks and cars because uh, my dad, he always uh, had cars and trucks. And uh, so I grew up in there. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, his dad, he had a scrapyard, like a uh, yeah, scrapyard. And uh, I worked for him when I was young, yeah, a little kid. I started working there and I really enjoyed cars. So in the end, uh, I managed to uh, yeah do like a little company on my own, and uh, we buying trucks all over in Europe, diesel trucks. I specialize now on Cummins, more or less. And uh, yeah, I do this with my girlfriend. There's a ton of questions that, that I have because I think, you know, <clears throat> with with uh, you know three quarter or one ton trucks, we you know when I was first looking at your page, I thought. Well, how do the how do the trucks get there? And then, you know, do, are are people who are into diesels in Europe? Do they do they look towards these trucks? Do they really want them? So, you know, if if you know, say somebody reaches out to you and says, "Hey, I've I've got this this three quarter one ton Cummins. Um, are, are you interested in it? Is it is it something where there's a lot of trucks there that you can pick from, or is it you know every couple months you might come across one? Before, a couple of years ago, you could really pick from you can look on websites and there was like 20 30 trucks here cummins especially diesel uh, for sale also ford but i was more into uh, into cummins and uh, now it's getting harder to find them it's getting harder to find clean ones especially really clean ones because they rust yeah that's a big problem yeah. depends where in europe 
And uh, yeah, so I'm still watching like every day we got like websites where we're looking for. But I got many people who know me all over in Europe and they call me like uh, the black dually what you just saw. Yeah. There was a guy, he called me and he said, listen, uh, I got a dually for sale. Uh, might be something for you this or not. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, send me some details, some pictures. He sent me the pictures over. And uh, yeah, three days later, we went there, we picked them up and uh, came back with it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but it's definitely getting harder to find nice and clean trucks. It is. Yeah, it really is. Now, is, there like a certain, is there a certain year range of them that is, is um, say easier to find? Like, you know, would you see a, a 2017 or a 2018 there? Or would it be more of like a 2007 or 2006 or something like that? There are like four gens out there, but uh, there are more like second gens and third gens because okay. it's getting harder and harder to get the registration for those trucks. So people, there are less people to import them actually now because it's getting really hard to, to get a registration, to get them over the tests. And uh, so that's why you have more second, third gens. But they're still like in Germany, there must be about a couple hundred fortunes for sure. Yeah, I had two fortunes, I had a 3500 mega cap dually and the 2500. It was both really nice trucks. I like them, they drive really <laughs> nice, there's nothing complained to it. Yeah, oh, but yeah. the registration is getting even harder because they have a different, uh, you know, pollution category because yeah. they're newer trucks, the emissions. So Euro, they have to have Euro 6, what is almost impossible. Okay. So this is a big problem. And uh, for me, it is easier to keep, uh, yeah, to keep doing business with the second and third gens and first gens. But first gens, they're getting really rare, really, really rare. It's, it's just easier for everything, for the tests. And because you don't need that much stuff to do on them, yeah, to yeah. get them over the test. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's kind of like here, you know, before, you know, there are always emission standards of some sort, but once we get into like that 2008 range and current, they're just totally different than a 1993 Dodge or a 94 yeah. or something like that. And I think, you know, that was, it was one of the, the main questions that, that I had was, you know, what is uh, here we think of Europe being much more diesel friendly or it's more common than it has been in in the u.s and i wondered you know is when there's this big truck going down the road you know or this dually is 3500 dually is it something yes. where people stop and look and and they're like well i don't see that every day or is it is it just like a almost a common occurrence because it's just a you know it's a diesel it's it's more accepted it's been used longer you know in in france yeah. or in europe than than here so if you drive like with the big dually or any Dodge around here, they, they're looking after you. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not something really common. You can, you see like, sometimes you see like a, a F-150, Ford F-150 or like a, a Dodge, like a Hemi. You see a lot of Jeeps, Jeep Cherokee, stuff like that. But uh, big pickups really, uh, you don't really see them often. Yeah. So the people it's definitely looking after you. And uh, yeah, some, some, are happy and some they're not so happy they think <laughs> oh my god do we really need that yeah so it depends yeah but mostly the people say they like it yeah they're taking pictures uh, 
when you're staying somewhere on the red light, they're taking pictures of you. They they film you, and uh, so they they like it. Yeah. Now, now with your business, what, how does you know what what, what do you specialize in, or or when, you know, what's the um, are you finding the trucks and then you know assessing them, seeing what they what they may or may not need, and then reselling them? Yes. So I buy them. Sometimes I buy them even damaged, yeah, with a with a broken axle, broken transmission, or engine damaged. Yeah, I, I buy everything, also parts if I can. So, but mostly I just I go over from bumper to bumper. I check the brakes, I check the ball joints. Yeah, I do on ninety percent on the third and second gens. I did the ball joints. Yeah, that's something you always have to do. So I do the ball joints. I do all the oil services on them. I changed everything. What need what have to be changed? Yeah, we doing the interior. We clean the interior. We take everything in parts. So we take the whole interior off every time and clean everything out. So uh, exhaust wise, some people say if if they want a different exhaust, I can do like I change the exhaust on them. Some want a straight pipe. But it's not always, uh, yeah, someone that's straight pipe, so I put the straight pipe on. But uh, it's, it depends on the client, yeah, what yeah. they want. If they tell me they want, like, uh, bigger wheels, I put bigger wheels on. And, uh, but most of the trucks, what I sell, I do them, like, how we like them, like wheels and tires. I do, like, a little tune, reprogram. Maybe a turbo, like on my last, on my third gen, what I have, the silver one. I don't know if you saw them. Yeah, yeah. It's this one. It's it's really clean. It's the cleanest I ever had. Yeah, third gen. I found them uh, with nineteen thousand miles. It was all the person who had this truck. He never drove them. And uh, now she's, I think she has about 30, no twenty five thousand and something miles. So it's still like brand new. Almost, oh yeah. yeah? Yeah, it's, it's almost new. <laughs> it is a really nice truck, especially it's a six-speed manual yeah, with the G56, what is even more rare to find. Yeah. So I really like the manual transmissions. And uh, yeah, so this truck, it's a really cool truck. Yeah, the people like them. And uh, at the moment, I, I don't know if I'm going to sell them or not, because... <laughs> I'm sure I, I won't find another one like this. Yeah, no. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, it'll be tough to find something with that low mileage on it. Yes, you know, even, exactly. Even, even here, that's really tough to find. And yeah, it's, yeah. yeah I, I would definitely hold on to that one if you can. That that sounds like a, a <laughs> that one sounds like a keeper. Now, when you're going through the trucks, and they need they need parts, maybe they need a new stock turbo, or maybe there's you know something upgraded that that someone may want on it. How hard is it to get the parts to you? So I import every part from the U.S., everything. If I need a turbo, everything I import for US, from the U.S. And uh, it is quite easy because the shipping service is really good from the U.S. I can get the parts if I want to, if I have to in 48 hours. But uh, it is much more expensive than the price what you're paying over there. That's for sure. Yeah? I have to pay the import taxes, the, the shipping and uh, in some cases, the shipping import tax is well over the amount of the of the, the price part. what the part yeah. exactly what the part cost me. So this is the only bad point, yeah. But uh, but it is how it is, and uh, it is possible 
to do it and it's worth it. So, uh, and I try to keep going like this as much, as long as I can. Yeah. I really like to, to do it like this. I think, I mean, be able to get parts in 48 hours, if, if you expedited it, I didn't think it would be that quick to be able to get things, but that's, that's almost like being here. It's usually like two to exactly. four days, two to yeah. four days when yeah. you order something. Yeah, it is. I was so surprised the first time when I order it and, uh, I thought, yeah, so it would take like one or two weeks. Yeah. And, uh, and it showed up in, in, in 48 hours. I was so surprised. Yeah. It is, uh. <laughs> If I take like normal standard shipping, it's still here. I never waited longer than seven days. That was the maximum of time. So this is really, really, really good. Yeah. So uh, you can't compare this even with Europe. When I buy something from Germany, it takes me sometimes like four or five days. And sometimes it is even the wrong part. Yeah. So <laughs> France is the same. It is crazy. It is crazy. So uh, that's why I don't even think about. I just order them straight away from US, and it works really good like this. I had no issues at all. And with um, you know, we were, we were chatting a little bit before about a first gen, and yes, and I had uh, I had seen one on your page, and you're telling me about a, a whole restoration you did on it, and I wanted to ask you, you know, how did when you got it. You know, was did you have to do a lot of body work and just like take the cab and the bed off and just start at the frame, or what was the process like for restoring an older truck like that? Yes, so this was the first question what I ever bought in my life, and uh, my friends, everybody told me, don't just don't buy it, don't buy it because it was in such a bad shape. The body was all damaged, really all over it. It had dents and doors and bonnets and fenders. The bed was destroyed. The bed is the only part where I didn't restore because it was so bad. I couldn't do anything with it anymore. So on the end, I took everything in parts. Uh, it was a frame of restoration. As the chassis was quite good. I sandblasted the chassis, the axles. I repaint everything. Um, then I went to the engine, the transmission. I went all over, yeah, take everything in parts, changing the bad parts on it, uh, new seals, yeah, new gaskets everywhere, bearings, stuff like that. Uh, then I went to the body. So I took the body, uh, I took the whole paint off from the, from the underneath, you know, from the floor, everything. And uh, I repainted everything, used some good epoxy primer. It took me well over a thousand hours yeah, on the end to have this, this truck done. <laughs> it was a lot of work, um, but I enjoyed this time. And also I learned a lot, you know, if yeah. you do restorations like this and I do them on my own, I have nobody else. I do everything on my own with my girlfriend. She's helping me. So you learn a lot. And those trucks, they are also really easy. Yeah? There's, it's, it's like a Jeep, actually. There's not much to it. Yeah, You, you take the cab off. Uh, yeah, it's not much electronic. It is simple and easy. Yeah, so um, you can do it quite easy. Those are some of my favorite builds to watch, whether it's on Instagram or on YouTube. Is I love seeing frame off restorations. I think because it's the idea of taking an older truck and making it new with yes. seals and parts and brakes yes. and even the carpet inside and just all these exactly. different different things it's so cool to watch those and 
and they're they're some of my favorites to uh you know to pay really close attention to and you know first gens like you mentioned they're just well those and second gens are just so simple compared to the new ones where you know and even being a cummins it's a lot simpler to work on than a power stroke or, or duramax with just ease of getting to things and just it's just a it's a simple layout that i i imagine that that the market for that is so so large you know for for people that are looking to buy one and you know are looking for things and i wanted to ask you that part is you know do you ever get somebody who's like hey i, I want uh an lbz duramax i want a you know the 7.3 power stroke or is it really focused in people want a 5.9 whether it's a you know second gen or, or third gen truck yeah people around here who are actually also looking for forts uh chevys also there are quite a lot of chevys around here I used, you know, actually, I used to have a lot of Chevys before, like uh, from, I bought trucks from the US Army in Germany and ex-military trucks, like the Blazers, K5s and uh, K30s with the 6.2 liter diesel engine. So there are quite a lot around those trucks and, uh, and people are looking for those as well, yeah, especially now. The things with the power stroke and Duramaxes, um, there is there's a market here as well for those, but not as much than the Cummins because the reputation of the Cummins it's it really is worldwide. Yeah, you can you yeah. can get parts, engine parts. You can get them everywhere. That's easy even here if you need like I don't know stock pistons or bearings or water pumps. I can get them everywhere. Here. That's not a problem. Yeah. And uh, people like to work on them, but there are not many people who are going to touch power strokes or Duramaxes because they don't know them, actually. There are not many people here in Europe who I know who do work on those, yeah, who can fix them and, uh, and wants to fix them. Because uh, if you open the bonnet, on a, like on a power stroke, I mean, there's a lot of stuff underneath, yeah, compared to Cummins. Yeah. yeah it I, really I... is. It's really fascinating too how how different each brand is and and uh, you know when somebody new is looking to get into diesel you know they're they're interested and you probably get people that contact you that have never had a diesel pickup truck and they're thinking well you know which one do I want or you know which one um, you know would be easier to service over time while they own it that probably plays a huge role I I know it does here as well like if I'm going to work on something myself. I'm not incredibly mechanically inclined, but I can do stuff on a, on a five, nine or, you know, even yes. a six, seven verse. Um, yeah, I did have a Duramax at one time and I just popped the hood and I looked inside of it and I'm like, this is totally different. There's all this stuff in the way verse you know, on the six, seven or the five nines that I've had. So I know we all want, you know, something that we can, we can work on, find parts, especially for the investment. You know, I'm sure these aren't, inexpensive when people are buying them or looking to get one, you know, just like here, a, you know, a, a third gen five, nine is, you know, if it's, if it's clean, it's in that 30, 35,000, sometimes closer to $40,000 range. So yeah. we'll make sure we can maintain it. Yeah. Here it's the same. Actually you pay for clean third gen, you pay almost the same price now yeah? uh, for second gen as well. It's exactly the same. And uh, it depends you got like uh, people who have some some power strokes and Duramax, and if they are clean, if they have the registration, 
they're quite expensive as well here. These are trucks who the people are looking for. Yeah, it, Many people don't even know the difference between a Duramax or a Power Stroke. They don't care, actually. There are many people who just say, listen, I want a pickup, an American pickup. I want a big diesel engine. And uh, so, yeah. My part is I don't have many Fords. So uh, they are rarer, for sure, yeah. here. And that's why I stick to, to the comments. But uh, if there was more Fords or more like Duramaxes, I would, I would uh, buy them as well. Yeah, if if somebody offered me one for a good <laughs> price, I would take them straight away. It's absolutely no doubt. Yeah. There's there's another part, another question that I had for you, which over the last couple of years, um, you know, we've started to see some of the diesel engines get into like the F one fifties and the Duramax fifteen hundred and the Eco Diesel that's in the Ram fifteen hundred. And then all of a sudden, there seems to be this major push to get us to go electric. And I just saw yeah. Ford released the F-150 Lightning, or, or they were talking about it, and and the the Hummer that's all electric. In Europe, is it kind of like that as well, where there's there seems to be a push to get away from not just gas, but you know diesel, and, and move towards this electric you know, truck yeah. or car? Definitely, definitely. They, they push you... Maybe they push us here in Europe even <laughs> harder than, than you in the US because uh, like there are some cities in Germany or in France where you can't even drive truck with the diesel. Yeah? You're not allowed to go uh, with the diesel into some cities. You have to okay. stay out. So uh, they definitely push us. Uh, they like the parking plots, they make them smaller and smaller. They put like barriers on the parking plots to make sure that you don't drive in with a van or with a bigger truck, you know. So, this is uh, they push us, they want to have us all, I think, uh, more and more electric cars. They want to push us to electric cars, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can feel it, you can feel it, but uh, there's still a lot of people who, who, who say, Listen, uh. It's still my life. I can choose what I want, and uh, I I still drive my diesel. I keep driving my diesel, yeah. Or my old, uh, I don't know. All the cars are the same. Even petrol cars, some cars, if they don't have like the the catalyst converter, it's the same. You have really big issues to uh, to get a registration first to insure it, and uh, yeah. So this is, uh, it's a major problem, yeah. It really is. And it's a shame, I think. They should invest maybe more in, technolo in technology yeah. to, uh, to make the cars like cleaner. It is possible, yeah, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, I, kinda, I, I feel the same way. I think the, the technology that, that has come out for diesels, you know, I know on one hand here, you know, one of the, one of the main things is, you know, people, they resist it. And definitely resisted it at first because you go from this 0759 where if you wanted to put an exhaust on it, you could, and it would have that sound that people want. And then you go to a 2007 and a half, six, seven, and now you can't do yeah. that. So it's quiet. And exactly. you know, some of the issues that those early trucks had really don't exist anymore. And there's been a lot of guests I've had on the podcast that have talked about the power, the reliability, all the things that Ford GM and Ram are putting into their three quarter one ton trucks. They're, they're much more reliable. And I think that's a lot of the, the least resistance that I feel 
some of these electric things is I think, well, diesel's been around for over a hundred years. It's been used all yes. over the world. It's still used all over the world. It's, it's going to be used. And then you see this truck come along and it has a range of 250 miles or 300 miles. And, and then we start to think about what about towing? You know, what if you're going to tow a trailer, you're going to tow something heavy. What does that do to it? And, and I agree with you. I wish we would just invest more into, you know, making them more efficient than exactly you know, they were 20 the or 30 thing. years ago and yes, and do it because it's, it's a great, it's a great form of, of, of power and reliability. And I think, yeah, that's that's another reason people buy diesels is you want something that's going to last. And especially, you know, if we're talking about Cummins trucks, maybe somebody wants to put 500,000 miles on it, a million miles, 700,000 yes. miles on it and and still have it. And I, I'm just not convinced there's other other uh, powertrains that uh, that allow for that kind of longevity. Yeah, that's true. That's what is coming here now. And uh, they, you know, the E85 ethanol yeah so this is really common here now so there are many vehicles now who run on those uh, on this uh, um, petrol i can say yeah on the e85 so uh, also the the thing is you're paying less taxes if you have like an electric car this is another point mm -hmm. yeah taxes so if you have electric car you pay almost no taxes on the e85 cars you pay much less tax than on a diesel. On a diesel, it's quite expensive at the moment. But uh, I think all these are things they they just push us. Yeah, they want to push us to to just uh, yeah to just change and uh, come to uh, yes come to the electric yeah, to the to newer stuff. And uh, I'm not agreed with that because uh, I still think the diesel it's uh, important like all the trucks and there's so many things who who run on diesel and uh, I don't think it will run as well, good as well on, on electric. There's no point here. Yeah, there will be no way I don't think that will work. I think it's also really important, you know, and a reminder to us that no matter where we live in the world there, and if we're diesel enthusiasts, diesel owners, or we have a, a business in it, that it's so important for us to, uh, to be united to network you know, to help with education and to talk about it because it's, it's not just in the U S or just in Europe or just in Canada where they're, they're almost trying to be phased out in favor of something new that isn't quite proven or we don't have the infrastructure to support, you know, yet. So that's what's, uh, what, what was really cool. And, and one of the main things when, when, uh, I, I looked at your Instagram page is to see, you know, Hey, we're, we're tied together by our love for diesel trucks. And I've said on the podcast before, like my favorite one are, are Cummins engines. So then I, I saw you have some really nice ones and that's, what's so cool about doing a podcast is being able to chat with people all over the world that, you know, we all have the same passion. We're all excited about it. And one of the things that I really enjoyed is your YouTube channel. And so I wanted to ask you for a diesel enthusiast in Europe or here or Canada or wherever it may be, if they want to see what you're doing with these trucks, how you're taking them from, you know, something that needs a lot of work or maybe a little bit of work and being able to offer something really clean and really nice. How do they find your YouTube channel? Well, so my YouTube channel is Mike's trucks on YouTube and uh, on Instagram, it is Mike's trucks 83. So these are my two names and uh, yeah, 
they can they can have a look. They're welcome. Yeah, they're very welcome <laughs> to have a look. Yeah. And yeah, also uh, if they have questions, I have many people actually who uh, sent me like questions. Uh, they have problems with their trucks or where to get parts from from Germany. I got many people from Germany who uh, who are asking me, and uh, so I I'm really happy to help and to uh, to answer all these questions. Yeah, so uh, makes me happy also because the. It's nice to help people out, and it's, the thing is, it makes the world so small. Yeah, so yeah. this is the nice thing. Yeah? It's the world is really small because we all like the same stuff. Yeah, and uh, wherever you are, yeah, in the world, and uh, this is really nice. Yeah, this is something uh, what is really nice, and uh, I don't think I gonna. We don't have the same with electric. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a really good point. And, and something that, you know, like today we're chatting, we're eight hours apart. Um, you know, we live in different areas, but we could, we could talk for hours about five, nine common rails or about four gens or about second gens and, and all yes. the different things for them. And that's, that's one of the things that, uh, it really excites me about talking about diesels, how passionate people are, no matter what part they're in, whether they're racing, whether they're restoring, whether they're building, whether they just love driving it. It's so cool to be able to chat, you know, with you guys and, and, um, I always like to see, you know, sometimes I'll go on and look at like YouTube and see where people listen from. And, and, you know, sometimes I forget and I, I just, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'll see people are, are listening in Australia or they're listening in Europe or they're listening in Asia, or they're listening in South America. And it's, it's so cool to think that our passions tie us all together, no matter where we live. So that was one of the things, you know, and chatting with you before the podcast and checking out your YouTube and, and your page, I really appreciated was your passion for these trucks and, and what you do to them. So I, I appreciate your, Thank you very your, much. Your, your time today chatting with us. Keep us updated on trucks, tag us in some stuff. I love seeing what, what uh, you're working on. And, uh, you know, definitely so. I will, I will. That's for sure. It's wow. so interesting. I really like your podcast also. It's, you learn a lot and, uh, it is really, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. And, uh, it helps out people. It helps me out. And, uh, it's just interesting yeah, to listen to. And uh, that's nice. Yeah, That's a really nice thing. And uh, I enjoyed it. Awesome, Mike. Well, I, like I said, I appreciate your time today. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep making these trucks Thank you very much. look and run well. And, and uh, look forward to seeing what you work on in the future. Thanks. Thanks. And I will show you this. And uh, I keep you updated. And thanks again. And sorry for my bad English. But... <laughs> I gonna learn with the time. I'm gonna be better. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much again to having me uh, on the podcast. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and click the link in our bio. If you're watching on YouTube, you can join our Discord, which is absolutely free to join. A lot of great conversations. I want to see more people on there. We've we're almost at 100 people already, which has exceeded my expectations. And we're really excited whenever we see somebody join and get to check out their truck. So head on over there and join. And if you'd like to support the podcast, be more engaged with it, drive the episodes, the guests, the topics that we're talking about, get exposure for your truck, join our Patreon. You'll find that in the link below on YouTube, or if you go to Instagram, just go to the link in our bio. It brings up everything. It brings up Discord, Patreon, YouTube, Spotify, places you can listen. And we're really excited. we got a ton of cool shows coming out for you guys. Been stacking them up and just reaching out to tons of different parts of Diesel. And it's going to be a fun summer, and I can't wait to bring these episodes to you guys.
I also want to give a special shout out to one of our Patreons, Rights Diesel Services. We appreciate the support. Look forward to getting more of you guys on our list and be able to incorporate you into the podcast. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.